Hello everyone, welcome to the show. This is episode 149 and this is France, Sydney. This is Create with France, creating the life that you want, that you always deserved. And today we have a very special guest with us. His name is Chris Good. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, really grateful for the opportunity to be out here and speak with your audience. Yes, my lovely audience in this lovely almost summer day. It's 25 degrees here in the UK, which is very, very hot and very pleasant. And a lot of people are now thinking it's hot. Let's talk about holidays. It's time for holidays. There is so much happiness in the air. And yet, at the same time, we have people who are very sad. They're depressed. They're not planning. They're actually feeling low. Why is this happening? It's happening because they have experienced a relationship breakup. They do not have with them the person. The person moved out of their life. Maybe they are 20, maybe they are 60. This happens to me and I'm sure it happened to you. And it happened to a lot of people who are our listeners. And today, after much talk about weight loss, chronic pain and anorexia, Today we're going to talk about relationships problems and what happens when you love the person and you thought you were going to be with them and they go. Or maybe you had to let them go because it was so toxic to you. So today we're not going to have a most cheerful episode. But the good thing I want to, to have you in the end is hope because you will see when you are listening to Chris there is so much you can do and one of the big things I wanted to talk about in the beginning is that when we break up there is shock, the feeling like how could this be because sometimes it's a surprise, I thought that my marriage was not on the rocks and he's asked for a divorce, I mean I thought that she loved me and she was with somebody else so there is a big shock and a lot of us are the type of person that when their partner leaves they are stuck and they start sinking into this deep depression they feel like oh i'm a terrible person what have i done wrong maybe i have to change maybe you know the world is such a terrible place i want to disappear five feet underground because everything is terrible there is no future they can't see what can be happening and so they're really stuck and i know that chris good is a relationship breakup expert you are a recovery expert really and you use hypnosis and many advanced techniques you know and with your own experience so you get out of this stuck place so you do share with us a little what you do please and, and something about this stuck situation and the microphone is all yours chris Absolutely. Um, thank you. So uh, usually the reason why somebody gets stuck, uh, you know, with really anything, but specifically following a breakup when they feel unable to move forward, uh, they find themselves experiencing a lot of emotional turmoil, generally has to do with something known as parasitic processing. And it's the way that we conceptualize the world and ourselves. And what happens is we form a series of beliefs that act in unison with one another that create either uh, an experience of us spinning our wheels or uh, outright going into a downward spiral. And the, the good news is that you can also have the opposite 
you know, you can have a series of beliefs that promote an upward spiral, that promote movement. Um, and the thing that's unfortunate, though, is when people find themselves in this stuck experience or uh, they find themselves in a downward spiral, it can be really difficult to bring into explicit awareness what exactly is going on and a great example of what this is is you can think of Aaron Beck's uh, cognitive triad or the triad of depression where a person will have a poor view of themselves the world and the future Uh, so they might think that they're worthless that the world is a harsh and unforgiving place and that the future is hopeless and those three beliefs acting in unison keep that person stuck in the state of depression or even cause the state of depression to get worse in intensity. And so by becoming aware of these uh, of these beliefs within ourselves, you know, maybe it's like the idea that you'll never find anyone, that you're unlovable or uh, that you don't matter. And these kind of beliefs acting together following a breakup when they rear their ugly head up, Uh, keep that person stuck and unable to move forward and you know that's just where you sit in a lot of pain and there's a number of things that a person can do to to get out of that experience yes thank you it's incredible isn't it we may be stuck but we understand what's going on and maybe we don't even think about what to do next where should i go for advice maybe we just went with a friend And I am in a few forums where I talk to people and some of them just turn to alcohol, go to drugs or end up in a very toxic relationship straight off because they can't stay alone, they can't let go. So what are some ways that we can help this person to, you know, there is a pain to process, to understand, but what is the next thing that they need to do? What can we do for them? Uh, you're saying, what can we do for somebody that we find uh, in that post-breakup area where they're just like struggling to recover themselves? Mm. Um, so I would say like, if you're a friend that's trying to support this kind of person, you want to encourage them to obviously adopt like healthy coping mechanisms and habits. So, you know, if they find themselves drinking all the time, you know, invite them to do something that's like some form of rigorous exercise or some kind of activity that involves movement because that's going to help them to elicit more pleasant emotions as opposed to the unpleasant emotions that they're experiencing from the breakup. Being accepting of their experience, you know, it's like allowing space for the unpleasant and the uncomfortable emotions that they're having and allowing them the opportunity to safely express their frustration. Because as we accept our friends or the people that are going through difficult situations, in a sense, we're giving them permission to accept themselves. And that in essence is going to allow them to process their grief. Because it's really probably one of the biggest components to struggling to let go of a relationship is it's a form of loss. It's it's almost like, a kind of death, you know, and where a relationship, you know, there's this unison of two different people in a sense that is no longer there. And it's painful because there's a bit of you finding your own 
identity again, your identity outside of the relationship, uh, your identity of who you are. And part of that is uh, deciding like who it is that you want to be and who it is that you're going to become apart from this person. Yes, this is so true. I remember when I went through my divorce, it was like a funeral. The person died and you have to reimagine your life and reimagine how to be a single when you are 50 because it's very hard and it's like this is impossible it cannot be done and it's very easy to sink into being angry because your status has changed you are single so you're an adult you belong to certain circles you get a label now he's a single man she's a single woman so there is the need you know to have acceptance how can we find this acceptance? Do you have techniques to help? So there's there's a number of different ways that we can be more accepting of our experience. Uh, I'd say the most clear way is probably to be more present. And you know, presence can be practiced in a number of ways. Uh, I'd say probably the most useful way to practice presence is through the act of meditation um, or some form of mindfulness. It's being more in tune with the activities that we're doing, the task at hand. It's not being so future oriented or past oriented, but it's coming back to the now. You know, it's not moving through life mindlessly or passively, but it's being an active participant in what is currently going on. And as you practice being more present to your experience, it also elicits the opportunity for you to have more gratitude and because while there are certainly a lot of things that might be unpleasant in this very moment you know right now likely you know if you're listening to the podcast or you know watching this video then you'll probably find that there's not anything that is really going wrong at this very moment right now but you have to be here you have to be right here so that way you're not feeling the pain of the past or you're not finding yourself being consumed by worry when it comes to the future. And it can make you grateful for the small things, these, these little things that present themselves in your life that you have available to you right now. And that takes practice because it's very easy, it's human nature to find ourselves getting so focused on something that happened that there's nothing we can do to change it. It's already occurred. You know, we can learn from it. We can extract wisdom so that we don't make the same mistakes in the future. But we can't mistake in that notion for extracting wisdom as a way to somehow change the past. What's done is done. And the same thing with the future. What will happen will happen. We can do the best we can in the present to make sure that we have a healthy likelihood of good and pleasant outcomes but ultimately we don't have control over that and so it's it's surrendering those expectations to your experience in the present and doing what's needed to produce the hopefully the best likely like the the most um let me rephrase that the best probable outcome that we would prefer. 
Mm, that makes absolute sense. And you are a hypnotherapist as well. So would you explain to us in which context you introduce conversational hypnosis to help with this? And do people need to be in a deep trance? Do they need deep hypnosis to get healed? So the beauty of trance is um, it, it can definitely help a person expedite that process of healing because it will allow them the opportunity to bring certain beliefs and, and feelings and thoughts to the surface that might not, might not be explicitly there. But as they start to explore the way, as they start to explore their experience, they become aware of these things. And it's like a lot like that Carl Jung quote where he's like, you know, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will drive your life and you will call it fate. And so for somebody to become like cognizant, thoughtful and aware of what is going on underneath, it's going to allow them to see like, oh, wait a second. The reason that I feel so much pain from this is because it reminds me of something from the past or, you know, it's because I have this belief that I'm unlovable. And as they dig into that, they can, they can see just how much this sort of conclusion, this generalization that they've, that they've uh, created unconsciously is running their life and their actions because it would be a lot easier for someone to grieve the experience of a loss when they realize that there's hope for a future, you know, that they are a lovable person. And while it's, it's painful to have a relationship end, it's not the end of the world for them. It doesn't mean that there's something inherently wrong with them or something like that. Yes, that's a very good observation. It's not the end road. And I do know that when you have a breakup, and I've been through many breaks up, and when I was younger, and I had boyfriends, and then some things ended. And had these things, uh, well, sometimes you never find out. And that's the thing. In the beginning, you feel it's the end. But I always say, when you close the door, another door opens somewhere else, you know? And I saw people getting married at 80, so there is always the chance of meeting people that you can pair up with. So there is this moment of feeling a strong doom, and we feel that everything is heavy, and we are depressed, and we have to process that, and then we have to get over it. You are saying that with hypnosis you get a growth attitude. These are excellent things that we can use. I'll tell you one thing that really helped me was to listen to really inspiring music, uplifting music, sacred music, classical music. And I kept going to the gym. I had classes twice a week and I skipped the first week, but the second one I was like, hey, you're gonna go to the gym and although you just want to cry, you just go in there, you lift those weights, you're doing this stuff. And I was angry and it really helped me because when you keep the routine, you realize, you know, this part of my life is not going. All the other channels and activities we have are all going and I have to make an effort. But you know, when you wake up, the birds are singing, the trains are working, people are still doing business. Life hasn't stopped. It's just this particular path that is in this moment is interrupted. Sometimes we'll never know why that happens. Sometimes it's the fault of both people. Maybe both of them couldn't work on their relationships. They were two beautiful people, 
very good people but they can't live together because of some reason it's impossible. So it's not always being the victim or you are the victim, I was abused. Sometimes there are people who can't work out issues because of communication issues. So it's important not to just be stuck on that event, but also to realize that there will be this future. There will be something better that can happen. If you were to give a couple of tips to a person who is going through a breakup in this spring and is desperate now for something and for hope, what would you tell them? So someone's desperate for some hope and they just uh, they just recently went through a breakup. I mean, the first thing that I would encourage that person to do is take any sort of daily consistent actions that are going to help to produce some sort of pleasant experience in their life. So that means, you know, if spending time with like friends and family, loved ones, people who are supportive and caring. It means doing things where you're moving your body so that you're you know, producing those pleasant neurochemicals that allow us to feel more at ease or to feel a you know, greater sense of like expansion. Uh, doing things that allow us to practice presence and gratitude. And I wanna preface this that while you're doing these things, there's certainly going to be some sense or experience of pain as you're learning to let go of the past and move towards the future. So it's not necessarily going to be the easiest thing. You know, you can expedite that process of releasing faster through something like hypnotherapy. It's just that there's still going to be that natural process of releasing and the expectation that there's going to be absolutely no pain can actually be something that causes you pain mm. yes so there has to be a time of great letting go every cell of our body has to accept this separation the reality we take time to see what has happened to me now and i do something about it you know especially if you haven't been expecting events because it looked like things were going somehow and and then it's quite a shocking thing and and thank you for your tip i would also like to give one tip to our audience because i've been through quite a lot of events they were very sad and I found it really helpful to hug a woman, to have women that were helpful to me, like friends, and I could vent with them, or I could just give a hug and keep the hug for me, sort of in, in the precious good vibe energy from, from a woman. Maybe men don't go around hugging one another, and they just do that and they pat themselves on the back. But women just hug and they cry more easily and they let go probably of that. And <laughs> one thing that I liked was keeping my routines and trying to have, I wouldn't say fun, but try to take time for me to think not just about my kids and how I deal with them, but how can I have every day a positive experience somehow? Because I realized that if I left myself, or I let myself go into depression, I wouldn't come out easily. 
because the energy goes where your focus is. So any person like me every day can wake up and make a list of things that are going wrong and feel very depressed, feeling the, the weight of the world, but we can sit and think of five things that are okay. We might still be perfectly healthy, have alive, healthy children. We might have a beautiful house or a nice garden. We might have a loving pet. So it's important to be grateful because we want to be grateful for what we still do have. Because we can lose everything. In life, nothing is guaranteed to remain with us. There is loss and there is growth. And for me, it's important to look at the small things and literally smell the scent of a flower. I don't know how to say that properly in English. I'm Italian, so I'm like, wow! There is joy in the small things every day. And this has helped me a lot to get everything out. And you know, that is a normal breakup. And there are also problems with a break with a person that maybe is a terrible person. Maybe there was a criminal, maybe an abuser. You might have to deal with the social services or with police or with very serious problems. We might have an ex that is attacking you or a narcissist, whatever. Is that something that you would be happy to talk about in a future episode at all? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd be more than thrilled to talk about, you know, those things. I definitely have a number of clients that tend to come to me dealing with precarious individuals, you know, that have uh, manipulative or abusive tendencies and stuff. And, you know, it's, it's tragic because they can end up developing a web of beliefs that makes it very difficult for them to release that attachment. Yes, I can see that. I had quite a few clients that went from one toxic abusive relationship to the other because that is what they were familiar with from their own family where they didn't feel great, there was maybe a dad or stepdad that didn't quite treat them nicely and so they were used to it and they recognized it in another person but instead of running away they are like oh I can deal with them, if they're violent I can deal with them or yeah my father was alcoholic I can deal with them, <laughs> no you really can't but they do and then they complain oh no he did this and so and that and so we split up and then I can't believe it and so in one of my sessions with one of my very young ladies in her 20s, after we did all the RTT, the hypnosis, and we took off all the phobias and panic attacks and everything else, then we did just one session just to see what type of relationship she wanted to have, what kind of guy she was looking for, what kind of qualities she was looking for, and because she had created the pillars upon which any relationship had to be founded, now she knew what to look for and she actually found a really nice person from what I know and now she's very happy with this guy and he's not abusive, he's respecting her so it's self-love that is growing and this is really what we want to wish to everyone listening to us that they will be able to heal to heal and to rebuild their personality and to rebuild their lives and then eventually 
if they wish, they can look for another person in a new relationship and find happiness and balance and harmony. And I'm not saying that we need to because we don't need another person to be complete, but it is always an enrichment to have a person to share life with. So I am very thankful you came to see us, Chris, because we had a good chance to talk about important things. And did you want to say any words before you go? And please tell us where we can find you if anyone wants to reach you and ask. Absolutely. Um, so you can find me uh, on pretty much most of the major social media platforms at I am Chris Good. It's G O O D E, and then just the standard C H R I S band uh, spelling of Chris. Um, but yeah, you know, just know that if you're finding yourself struggling following a breakup, give yourself some space, have some compassion on yourself. You know, everybody processes those experiences differently, and what's important is finding out the route that you need to take for your recovery and it's going to be a different experience for every person yes we don't fit in a box thank you everyone for listening to this and thank you chris for being with us today and i hope you enjoyed this episode so please follow us and maybe share this episode with somebody that you know that maybe need some help and maybe write a nice review for the podcast and for the YouTube channel, whether it's the whole interview, it's on the podcasts, you know, on Apple, iTunes, on Amazon Music, etc. And then on the YouTube channel. Chris has his own channel where he can add bits over the whole episode if he wants to. So make sure you share that as well if you like and maybe subscribe because it helps us to grow our episodes. So Thank you so much, everyone. I hope to see you all soon as next week. So take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. You've listened to Create with Franz Sidney.